Hey. <laughs> morning, morning, morning. It's Friday, bitches. Okay. It's freaky, freaky Fridays. Oh. Nigga, you working tonight. Ain't no freaky Friday. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I can still get some peanut work. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you know, we we stopping people in their tracks early in the morning. Welcome to Earth is Ghetto family, to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Um, Sid and Aaron here to go ahead and bring you um, more bullshit. But you know what? This is actually going to be a fun topic because mm, retribution. So... so before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and do a little mental health check-in because it's been a week. I know we only talked last night, but we was just chatting shit. We didn't really talk about ourselves. So how is your mental health right now? Right now, I feel pretty decent. I mean, for, for us to be living under capitalism and white supremacy, I feel oh, okay. I always ask myself, like, oh, mental health and... But capitalism still exists. So it's like, how are we really doing every time we ask? But for capitalism and white supremacy to exist, I feel okay. Good, good, good. Um, to be honest, I feel like, um, at least right now, I feel like a, a kind of like a new motivation, a new fire to hopefully put out some uh, more new content and video essays and things like that. Um, thankfully, I've been kind of trying to look inward a little bit more, look at the show and try to figure out how we're going to grow a, this black queer platform to all ends of media. Um, but yeah, you know, just brainstorming as per usual. Pinky and the brain literally lives in my head. So we do it a lot up here. <laughs> um, but now to go ahead and get to uh, the topic at hand. Now, first and foremost, I was very... <laughs> I was very glad uh, when you when you put this uh, topic in the dock because I literally just heard the story. You were always so on it before I am, and um, we finally got the the autopsy back from Mister Kevin Kittenheel Sanders. <laughs> Not Kittenheel. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into it. Yes, child. Oh, let's play this quick message real quick. Hey, Marcel. Sid, Aaron, y'all, y'all know y'all did something with this one right here, right? Y'all know, y'all know y'all fit. Oh, y'all know y'all did something with this one right here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm so excited. I've been missing y'all. I'm tired of listening to the goddamn playback. So I've been up for a whole hour just waiting. <laughs> oh. Much love. Thank you. That's dedication because we just be talking shit and people like what we got to say. <laughs> woo, 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 Marcel. <laughs> um, now, uh, I don't think we have to go into who Kevin Samuels is. I don't think we have to go into any backdrop or history. What we do know that's important is that nigga dead, right? Um, and when he died, a little bit before he died for almost his entire existence, he's been kind of shitting on fat black professional women. Um, and not only did he die under one, but also from hypertension. The thing that this nigga told me that I was going to die of tomorrow. Um, and, and first thing I just want to put out there, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. You can be thin and your arteries are still filled with crud. This which also means that you can be fat and be fucking heart healthy. So 
I'm very glad that um, <laughs> this is going to sound so evil. I was about to say I'm glad he's dead, but I'm very glad that this <laughs> game. Yeah, she I'm, very... <laughs> I'm very glad that um, the autopsy came to light. A lot of the other stories that were swirling around talking about how this nigga is broke. He was wearing all them designers, head shaped just like a chicken nugget, giving you all the Versace, giving you all of the all of the things, right? Him and his shitty Miami Vice uh, crush suits, suits and shit. He was doing, giving you everything. And he was telling, uh, especially women, because I don't know why women continue to call into his show. I will never understand why women continue to put themselves through that abuse. But he would tell all of them, guess what? If you have kids, you're never going to get married. Are you over 30? Um, he also said something like, um, what kind of asset is your child going to be to the next man? There was a whole conversation with that and all kinds of child grooming, right? Um, again, retribution. Bye. I'm going to read some of this article, which I do have pinned as well. So. The autopsy report. YouTuber and relationship advisor Kevin Samuels died from high blood pressure, reveals the Fulton County Medical Examiner's autopsy. According to a report by, obtained by TMZ, Samuels passed away due to hypertension. The medical examiner revealed they found evidence of the, 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 the ooh, child words, degenerative condition, which includes a, quote, a heart whose chambers are thicker than normal. His death was previously listed as being due to natural causes. Traces of a high blood pressure medicine called etanol was also discovered in his body. <clears throat> when the controversial figure passed away in May 2022, speculation of how Samuels died ran wild on social media, with some of his fans suspecting something more nefarious at play. Although Samuels was with a mysterious woman during the time of his death, the autopsy report points back to hypertension as the cause of his fatal cardiac arrest. So this man, like like Sid said, has spent and made a profit off of shitting on black women, fat black women, and saying that, oh, you can only you can't get a man if you're big, if you got high blood pressure. Oh, you can't and once again this goes to show you how just because you are thin doesn't save you. Because it's the projection for me, because all these things that he was saying bit his ass, like it just came back to bite. Um, more than it came back to bite, he was all the things that he hated. He was he was literally doing all of the things that he hated. He like he said, but what, what's your college degree got to do with me, bitch? But he was sleeping with an RN. That that fact uh, that beautiful fat black woman was a, was a very educated person. In my mind, I'd be thinking, "Did you wait a few minutes?" <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if you did. <laughs> but let me stop. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put that lady in our nursing license in, in, in jeopardy because the way she sounded on the phone, she sounded fucked up. And I'm just like, that can't be good for anybody. You fucking somebody and then they could die. Jesus, that's gonna like. When is she gonna have sex next? I'm more worried about her than anything else. Um, <laughs> I am, I honestly think that, uh, again, it's the hypocrisy for me as per usual. Um, you couldn't be too effeminate. You had to be manly. You had to be making over six figures. And Ke uh, Kevin Sammons wasn't any of those things. Yeah, like body size is not an indicator on a person's health. Like, and you know, I work at the hospital. I've had patients <clears throat> like over 300 pounds and their blood pressure still be healthy as hell. Like 110 over 70, 120 over 80. 
and they be big. So it's like, that's again, you just, these people that he's talking shit about, talking about, oh, you got a weight problem. No, you just have a problem with the weight. Bruh. And, um, I think what's also uh, really uh, fucked up because we are already living in this ridiculously fat phobic society. And I'll say for me as a thick woman, I've always been able, at least I've thought, I've always been able to depend on black men to love my body. I I know this is going to sound weird, but I've always expected for black men to want a little a little junk in the trunk. They want a little jiggle in the middle. They like it. It it it, it never had been like a problem. Like oh, this is going to be an issue for me getting a man. I've always maybe wanted to trim up because I I wanted to be like a, a a pole star athlete. You know, I'm still working on it. But otherwise, it was never something like that. And to see like a whole league of black men telling you you're too fat. You have too much education. Like, I feel like people underestimate what Kevin Samuels, what that wave actually did just to your dating inbox. Like we already, we can talk about black femicide all day. We can talk about the hatred of women and massage noir and so on and so forth. But let's look at it at a surfical level. I remember the Kevin Samuels wave because it reflected in whatever messaging that I was getting from single men. And as soon as I didn't like what they said, or I said I didn't like what they said, or it felt disrespected, they would say, oh, I'm going to be with a white woman, or you're too fat. Listen, you wanted to be up under this fupa 20 minutes ago. But now that I said no, now I'm a fat bitch. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I feel like it's really sad that black women can no longer, um, depend on black men to, uh, and we haven't been able to for a very long time to depend on them, to see us as attractive, to be that thing. Like we see it all the time now where they just not, they just really treating us real fucked up unless we are light complected or racially ambiguous, because if you're racially ambiguous and you a little thick, there's a pass, but don't be fat, dark, black, and you know, you can't do all the things. Oh, how dare you? Like that, that's your, you chose to do that. How dare you? <laughs> Girl. Countries. Much love to you both. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, yeah, I read the article um, yesterday, and I just think it's what a coincidence that he passed from the from high blood pressure, which he accused, um, you know, bigger um, women of having, and telling them that that's the, that's how they're gonna die. So you know what? Maybe you shouldn't speak so shit into the atmosphere because. Um, Nigga, you did. <laughs> Girl, listen. Sorry. Just the way... Sorry, my bad. I wasn't... <clears throat> Huntress be fucking me up sometimes. Um, oh, so... my God. See, like, that's the thing. Why y'all keep doing that to this dead? This man is dead. Y'all cannot be speaking ill of the dead like that. Why would you do... You always trying to tell down our black men. Shaniqua, I need you to concentrate on your incestuous relationship with your son. And we can go ahead and have another conversation later. Yeah, I'm not, we're not playing in these games. Um, so, so. Girl, they ain't ready for that conversation. That's my little man. (laughs) Better than a husband. You're going to be in little jail. (laughs) All right. Or that nigga's going to really hate you. Um, so I, uh, listen, I feel like we are at a a point where we can see the writing on the wall um, of where things are going. Yes, Kevin Samuels is gone, but there are so many men who are itching to take up that mantle right after. Remember, right before he died, we were getting the fresh and fit and all of the, like the male podcast was really, 
<laughs> was really fucking us up. Um, and I really think that the the worst part is, is that you have young boys listening to this, thinking this is about how you should be a man. You have young girls watching this be like, if I could just be submissive, I'll find myself a good man. And you are setting up those children for failure. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting on these fresh, these fresh and fit niggas. Y'all are next. Once y'all die, once y'all asses die, I'm going to throw a party for y'all as well. I don't, you're not going to have me feel bad. If you want to be respected while you're, um, while you're dead, then you need to respect people while you're alive. I'm not trying mm. to hear this. Oh, let him rest in peace. Fuck that bitch. I don't care. We don't care. The nigga is dead. Ghostbuster. The, uh, bruh, you don't get to rest in peace when you couldn't live peacefully. Fuck out of here. I don't know like, what you want from me. That sense to me. Like, you're going to just be shitting on everybody, just shitting on everybody your entire life. And then you think that's just not that you're dead, you're just automatically going to be a good person. Girl. <laughs> Listen. And what's worse is um, we really do give, and this, and Kevin Samuels is not a fucking celebrity, but we love to give celebrity or celebrity adjacent C-list niggas like this a fucking pass. Um, and it's really unfortunate because we can never see them for the person they are. Like, I'm sorry, when Elvis Presley died, it was a whole nation of people that were mourning. And I'm like, I think it was a pedophile and a cultural appropriator. What are we shedding tears for? You got R. Kelly going to jail for 30 years and people like literally about to put on their sackcloth and ashes. So because, you know, they want to step in the name of love again. Like, like listen. <laughs> Girl, step in the name of bad credit. L -l listen, bad credit. Does a nigga have credit? He ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> Those lawyers working pro bono, but this time he's probably fucking them. That's probably the only reason they still on the roster. But anyway, um, <laughs> a chapter seven. Uh, oh, we have messages. Yeah, that's the thing too. I noticed that they do like black features, the hips. You know what I'm saying? The thickness, the curves, even the little area they just don't like it on black women they, they don't like it on mm -hmm. us they like it on anybody the fuck else mm -hmm. they want it on a kim kardashian or like a Kylie jenner mm -hmm. anyone who is racially ambiguous or white that's what they want it on but as soon as it's on a black woman especially a dark-skinned black woman oh my god it's disgusting oh my god what is that girl and, and, and listen, that was some Kool-Aid that I drank. As big as I am, yo, talk about the hypocrisy, bitch. I remember thinking to myself, like, seeing when I used to see, like, really big fat asses and stuff, I'd be like, that just looks messy. Like, you can't have all that. Like, I don't I don't understand. So, um, yo, tell you when I had to go ahead and eat shit, I was in the um, hair store, and I was like, yo, that, so somebody um, passed by, and they, yo, when I say that bitch had a Mack truck going behind, it looked like two Rottweilers fighting underneath that thing. I was just like, God damn. And I was like, that's just too big. That's just too much, right? Here this man come with a pack of hair, and he says, oh, yeah, it's about this wide, huh? And he was like, yeah, it's about that wide. This man wrap it around me. And when I say it didn't even reach each hip, mm. I was just like, oh, you know, I might have to backpedal and pussy pop on that one because that bitch is me. Listen, we all had to, and let me tell you something, this world is so fat phobic, you can have a person who is my size hating on fat people. 
it doesn't make any sense, mm -hmm. but it's because of the self-hatred. You've been told that your size is no good. So when you see somebody who's wearing scantily clad clothing, things that you would be too afraid to even fucking wear, and you see them loving themselves and loving their body, bitch, you're bitter because your entire life you were too afraid to do so. That's usually where it comes from. And this whole fat phobia was like kind of furthered by Kevin Samuels. You see it within the community now. People now trying to take up his their, their mantle for their dead ass daddy. I... Mm, mm, even like even like black mothers, black mothers telling their daughter, "Oh, you can't be eating like that. You're gonna get big as a horse." And like, all I'm like, girl. <laughs> my first introduction to fat phobia was from my family. My first introduction to fat phobia was 100 percent from my family. I remember my sister saw me in shorts. Um, it was my oldest sister, and she was just like, "You got cellulite everywhere. You're gonna have to cover that up. That's disgusting to look at." Plain. Plain as day. No ifs, no ands, no buts, no nothing. So for the first time last year, I wore shorts in public. I'm 35. <laughs> mm. The shit can stay with you, bro. And when I say when I wore those shorts, I was so uncomfortable. And I was just like, bitch, this is your body. You 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 have to convince yourself, honestly, that the Hey, Aaron. What's going on, Sid? Yeah, um, that that is a whole stereotype, right? Saying that bigger women suffer. Well, well, Cam, well Kevin Samuel said that they would die from, mm -hmm. you know, hypertension. You know, I suffered and still suffer from high blood pressure, and I'm a slim woman, so... Whew, that's even how I had to have my baby early. From mm. oh, wow. preeclampsia, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, shit. so that is a false statement. I have to stand on that. Yep, false. First Absolutely. and foremost, I just want to say, yo, people who be having babies, y'all the real heroes. I'm sorry, because the, the the regular shit y'all be dealing with just being pregnant. I finally found out about hyperemesis. Do you know what hyperemesis is? You don't stop throwing up for the whole pregnancy. Nine months. Can't keep nothing down. Bitches being on fluids and shit. Gotta be on, like, I, losing teeth. This one bitch lost all of her teeth. She wears dentures now. Shit. All oh of God. them. Not a few dropped out not like oh it's summer teeth some are here some are there some are on the next season no 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 gone mm -hmm. i just again i'm sorry just had to put it out there and be like y'all be risking your lives and nobody appreciates it in the slightest and i just want to say thank you bitch <laughs> yeah we, can, they, they, we definitely know that they don't appreciate it now because of every way being overturned oh jesus Child. Child. Maybe it's because so many people have like this uncomfortable feeling when it comes to death. That's why they feel like, oh, don't dishonor the death. But I'm okay. Mm. So this is my thing. I feel like if you were a shitty person while you were living, I'm not going to honor you just because you passed. Like you just happen to be a shitty person that's dead now. Like I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You know, and you know, it, it definitely, you know, it's religion involved. You know, don't don't speak ill of the of the ones that are gone. Well, fuck that. They were, they were assholes. They were douchebags, and they were like, oh, well, are we honoring like Hitler? Are we honoring like you know 
all these other fucking people that we know have shitty fucking histories. Like, you know, we're not honoring them motherfuckers. Like, we know we shitting on their graves at point blank fucking period, and he is now on the list. Like, straight buns. Period. Like, girl, imagine imagine telling a victim of, of, of rape, oh, well, your rapist is dead, so don't talk about him now. Girl, he raped someone. Bruh, Shut the th- fuck up. I'm not trying to hear, oh, well, he's dead now. Like, Bitch, like, <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. any damn sense to me. It, it really, it really doesn't. And I feel like um, what Huntress said, when we talk about the Christianity aspect of it, I feel like Christians have always told us that, like, death is this transformation. Like, like when your body leaves, like, all of us, your sins are left behind because you went ahead and, and no, for real talk, because remember, I used to tell myself all the time, well, as long as you go ahead and ask God for repentance on your deathbed, you can still go to heaven, even though you've done all of those awful, terrible things. So even if that man was an abuser or a pedophile, whatever, all you got to do is ask God for forgiveness and mean it, not change, nothing else. But you just got to ask him and, 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 and mean it. And I think that it's the, almost the psychosis of Christianity. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like within that psychosis, they're telling you over and over and over that, you're, that it's, as long as you go ahead and you ask God for forgiveness, you can do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you know you're not going to die right after and you have enough time to ask God for forgiveness. Please tell me what sense that makes. And that's why I know all this shit is bullshit because this don't make no damn sense. You can be shit to everybody. And then as soon as you think you're about to die, oh, oh, I, oh forgive me, Lord. Oh, my God. Girl. God knows my heart, though. God knows my heart. Bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of you bitches. Girl, fuck you and your God. Your God is letting you get away with this shit. Talking about, oh, I... Mm. Let me stop. I get suspended because the Bro, things I really want to Don't say. get suspended again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fucking kills me, though. It's like when a motherfucker's been doing trash shit within their life... They want us to, like, mourn them and be sad for them. It's like, I didn't fuck with you while you was alive. So why the fuck would I really give a fuck about you when you was dead or change up the, you know, change up the tune? And it kills me, too, because motherfuckers, you know, they come at people crazy about the Kevin Samuel jokes and shit. But I'm like, where was that anger with all the Whitney Houston jokes? She still had, people are still making TikToks about this woman and how she died. Mm-hmm. People was on it, on it immediately when mm. she passed, bro. <laughs> And I don't recall any sexual assault scandals with her and children. I don't recall really anything bad that she did. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't understand. Exactly. And like this mm. whole, and people, even people told me, well, how would you like if people talk about you when you did? I don't exist. Why are people so worried about their reputation about when they don't have a think piece, when they don't have a consciousness and when they don't fucking exist? Say say what the fuck you want about me, bitch. I promise you, I don't care. I won't be here. That's the stupidest shit I ever heard. Oh, well, how would you like it? Same with the, with this abortion shit. Well, if your mother aborted you, you wouldn't be here. Okay, once again, oh, nothing, nothing cannot exist. So uh, I wouldn't... Y'all are stupid. Right, honestly. Whenever they say that to me, I'm like, how would I know that I've been aborted just out of question? Just out of curiosity. How would I, how would I know that I was just aborted? Just, you know. Y'all are really afraid of y'all own mortality. And I understand, but this that shit doesn't scare me. Oh, if you went, you wouldn't be here. Okay, and that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. 
Um, you can't talk to two people who are wishing Thanos was real and talk to us about mortality. I, I might as Girl, well. listen. Um, <laughs> how often do like, I say I would? How often do I say I'm waiting for an asteroid to hit us? Listen, and then after we saw Don't Look Up, was, you was like, now I'm really waiting for a motherfucking asteroid <laughs> to hit us. You was like, bitch, the writing's on the wall. They did it in a movie, bitch. That's on, that's on the way. And he was like, and you don't. And you're an atheist, but I felt like you was praying. <laughs> Girl, listen, I'm an atheist. Like and on top of that, telling, telling, you know how I feel about sudden death. Sudden death does not scare me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I'm sorry. Living is, I think, a lot scarier than dying. Yeah, bitch. We live under. Well, let me tell you what's scary: white supremacy, capitalism. Uh, we still have more open homes available than homeless people. Bitch, people mm. wages going inflation that's what's scary business shit that i can actually see and feel and suffer through get the fuck mm-hmm. out of my face for real you gonna tell me who was kicked out of my home for being queer and had nowhere to stay for three months that's what's scary bitch bruh living is hard let me tell you something death is only hard for the living death is not hard for the dead they're dead I, I don't know if you need to, let me tell you something. We mourn the dead. We're upset that they're dead. They're fine because they're fucking dead. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what, whatever, whatever. Like, that's where like folks be so shook when I say, well, I don't think, folks be really shook when I say, well, you know, actually life isn't that precious. Life is not special. Cause folks love saying, oh, life, every life is special. Girl, life is not special once again. Like, look at all this shit that's going on right now. Every day, some something fucked up is happening, and you had a nerve to sit here and tell me, "Well, you could be dead." Well, I bet you, yeah, yeah, it scares you because death is an unknown. We didn't give death an option, so why? <laughs> Listen, Listen I'm the only deep. people, <laughs> the only people that have valid fears about their death is the ones who have people that the, the ones who have are going to leave behind people with no one to take care of them. That's honestly what scares people, like like people who are, are okay with death. That's the only thing that scares them because they're like, how are they going to survive without me? Because they're going to still be here living this fucking life because I'll be dead and I'll be fine. And they are also scared of death because they were told at a very young, like at a very young age about possibly burning in hell and have been indoctrinated into a religion that they didn't have the option to. Girl, once again, mm. are you a Christian? Are you a Christian because of fear? Are you a Christian because you want to be? Moving on. You know? So, like, the Hungarian women in my family will always feel the need to point out when you've gained some weight, when they realize you're eating a little bit more, when you're a bit bloated. Like, they always feel the need to point that shit out, and they think that they're helping you. Like, I'm just make like, bitch, I see my body every day. I know the fuck. Like, I see my body every day, bitch. I know that I probably gained five pounds. Okay, and the fuck? I'm gonna shred that shit off in like a week or so. So get off my dick. So yeah, pointing out my weight all the time, my little sister's weight, each other's weight. It was just such a fucking toxic way of just viewing my body. And also too, they, you know, are all about, you know, covering your ass up because you got a big ass. So like, you know, you don't want your booty out there. Like, no, bitch, I'm gonna wear these jeans and a regular t-shirt and, and what? Girl, these are things that, cause look, we, the black community, let's chat because how often do we hear in black families, oh, you know, your uncle, your uncle Jimmy coming over, you got, you got to pull your, you can't wear that because you don't want to tempt him to, uh, you know, do change your clothes. Why the fuck are you telling a 16 year old uh, child to change her outfit because so that she won't get touched? 
And you know what? They do it from younger to the point where when you're 16, 17 years old, you may get the shit knocked out of you because we've had this conversation since you were nine. Like, like, honestly, instead of you thinking that you're bringing a predator over to my house, which is going to make me uncomfortable, I have to go ahead and dress the part for someone else. Um, and I'm not going to lie, that type of uh, fat phobia that is, um, like I said, the first experience was with my family. This is something that happens on a regular basis. God forbid you actually like your size. Like, I'm actually getting to the point where I like my size. I just want to be able to do more with my body. I'm not worried about what size my body is, whether I got a fupa or not, whatever, whatever. Listen, the world is ending, nigga. I needed to be able to do a pull-up. I don't know if you've seen any of the apocalyptical movies, but I know that everybody's always hanging off a fucking cliff. And if I can't hold myself up, I can't survive this. So I'm thinking to myself, those are the things that I find important. I'm not worried about like, oh, this looks like this. Um... And then when your family sees that you actually like your body the way it is, especially oh, the way our you. Jamaican aunties go. Like, listen, I don't know if anybody got a Jamaican auntie named Beverly, but I know we got several. <laughs> and they love to tell you, oh my goodness, how you got some <laughs> I actually do. That's so funny you said that. I, I, do. Do. <laughs> I got an Aunt Beverly too, nigga. It's, it's, it's just it's just the fucking, co- it's, it's the island, It's a Jamaican bro. thing. Brother, I also got an Uncle Barrington. And an Uncle Eustace, but that's another story. Jesus. Ooh, child. The Eustaces, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I was like, nigga, how the fuck? But it's okay. Um, yeah, how uh yeah, how dare you like your body? How dare you uh like that so that I can project my own insecurities onto you? How dare you? It's true. And sometimes you'll actually hear this rhetoric from other fat black women because they've drank the Kool-Aid. And now they're like, Why can't you fall in line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost a tooth with my second pregnancy. It felt like I was pregnant with some type of demon child. I was like, man, what, what type of sperm do you got? Do the Alexander's got? Because this is just, you know, my hair um texture changed. I lost a goddamn tooth out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I didn't even know that I needed, you know, more calcium. Like it was it was a crazy experience. But I will say regarding the fat phobic thing, same thing for me. It was my mom. Um, I felt like she used to give me clothes that were too small on purpose, especially when I hit puberty because I got like thick. Um, and so I was wearing clothes that were a little bit bigger on the bottom, especially at the top because big boobs just run in our family. And it made me feel so bad. But I look back at those pictures, even to my earlier 20s, and I'm like, bitch, you were gorgeous. I used to think I was huge. Bro, the feelings. <laughs> I concur. I don't care if you Christian or not, bro. You do something like that. That's unforgivable. That's definitely how I took it. I took it as he died for our sins. So I'm going to send it up. So I'm about 50. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll ask for, you know, forgiveness or whatever. Um, instead of just asking every week when I go to the church and going up to get prayed for us. <laughs> That's how I took it when I was 16. I was like, well, this is perfect. Because there's a lot of sin and I want to knock out the way. But that I don't think that's how that goes. Yo, you and me both. I'm like, so I could suck a dick and then just ask God for forgiveness? What the fuck? And let's do this. Look, once, you know, <clears throat> once upon a time, back when I used to subscribe to Christianity, I was like, oh, so I can just keep sucking dick and be gay as hell. And then before I, if I feel like I'm about to die, I can just ask for God to forgive me for being a faggot. Now I'm like, bitch, well, obviously, I'm an atheist now, but it's like now, even if it was a sin to be gay, I still wouldn't care because I'm happy. 
But I also feel like, dude, who wants to be? I don't want to be in heaven if I can't eat pussy. Oh, that's want... another thing, like, bitch. What the hell? I want to be able to like ride some peen in heaven. If I can't do that, bitch, I don't want to go there. If he don't want to fat in heaven, no then faces. girl. <laughs> so you mean to tell me I can't get my ass ate? I gotta sit here and praise and worship all my entire life. I, that sounds boring. I don't want to go. And that's supposed to be heaven, bitch. That sounds like torture. <laughs> Give me hell. <laughs> <laughs> no for real that's why I'm so slim to this day my mom said ooh you gonna look like that golden arch ooh you gonna look like the oatmeal cream pies bitch I love oatmeal cream pies damn <laughs> oh see <laughs> and what's funny is the parents, they be the, they be the main ones eating that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like, and you know what? I feel like for a lot of black queer kids, our first bullies were our parents. Mm. And I don't know what the thought process was. Was it like, oh, well, I want to make sure I treat you like shit so that when you get into the world, you're used to it. But I want to let you know, that is not good for my mental health now at 35 and in therapy. Like, that's not, that wasn't, oh my God, they really fucked us up. I'm Girl, sorry. listen, I can't tell you how many times I was called a punk and a sissy from my, from my um, parents, at a, well, mainly my father, at a, such a young age. I've always been feminist, and I embrace it very well now. Like, I don't give a fuck, and people are mad, but yeah, like, yeah, you're right about that whole parent being bullies. They, again, insecurities, jumping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time around, I'm keeping my, like, weight loss journey to myself very personal. A lot of times before when I would lose weight, it was because I was depressed and I wasn't eating um, or I forced myself to eat something that day. And they, you know, you're losing weight. Oh, my God, you're looking so good. And it's just like, bitch, I don't want to be here anymore. I have been contemplating Mm -hmm. unalive in myself, but thank you, (laughs) you know. Yeah, let's really talk about it because there are so many, especially women who um, are, I'm 230 pounds or 225, whatever the fuck. And um, it's actually some of the, the um, some of the saddest shit in the world when it, it's like, I understand what Marcel means. I wouldn't, I don't want to share my weight loss journey either because a lot of times I'm depressed when I'm losing weight. I have never lost weight in a healthy weight in my life. I was down to 140 pounds. And I remember that I was literally only drinking Red Bull and like uh, like two packs of Newports a day. That was my diet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, Ooh. moving on, child. Girl. Mm. I want you Kimberell. to talk about this. <laughs> Bring your Michelin ass, Michelin built ass here. Not Michelin tire. Have you seen the company? Okay, never mind. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm so I sick of her. I, I'm so sick of her. Like, she always got something to say. And, you know, she's had a history of talking about black gay men. And uh, we can't have, we need real men in the church. And, girl and now she's just dragging everybody who isn't making the amount of money she is basically um 
I actually think this has been pretty uh, uh, crazy because Kim Burrell, she has gone on and on and on shitting on other black folks. That's kind of what her platform is. She tries to pretend it's love, but it's really like shitting on other black folks. She's a she's the female Creflo Dollar, straight up. And um, it, yo, I'm not even gonna lie. I wasn't even privy to this like that. I didn't even know who Kim Burrell was like that. She would just send like another, you know, Shirley Caesar, another lady in the church who was doing stuff. But then when I saw the clip of her like shaming people for not having money, I was like, oh, she a capitalist for real, for real. And what's worse, she's not even a capitalist because she's not even in the 1%. Bitch, you had to take out your own PPP loan. Mm. You ain't got no goddamn money. But she was anyway, she was dragging folks who did that, and then she was doing the same thing. Specifically, play um this little clip. You gotta choose up, find you some value. You know, sometimes before we get friends, we have to do an interview. How long have you been broke? How many times have you changed your name on your light bill? <laughs> How many of your bills in your little cousin's name? <laughs> Do you live in a trailer home or a house? You know, you understand. And it's not about status or material things. It's just about choices. You know, life is different now. And, you know, we are at church. Thank God we're here. Those of us who are walking by faith without a mask and no vaccine. And so we, we honor the Lord. God is good. I respect all of the men of God here and respect you. Can y'all clap so I don't feel strange right about now? Hopefully we'll get a chance to meet each other when y'all invite me to come to your church. I'm not as expensive as I seem. Uh, you got to choose. A okay, so Kim Burrell. Let me sit up. <clears throat> because I get so sick of that shit. These same black, like, black people, um, poor folks that you are dragging are the same people that are paying your bills, keeping you fed and keeping your lights on. These same people in the audience how you are dragging about getting a PPP loan. First of all, you got one too, come to find out. And second of all, once again, are the reasons why you are at your status right now. The black church, just as a, just church in general has become a business and it's just, and people are really falling for this shit. I, oh my goodness, there's so much to dissect. <laughs> she is literally, she was, she is, by the way, I need you to understand, that was an anti-Black rant. She's literally using white ideology of who we are, who we are stereotypically and using those stereotypes to shame us with so that we can continue to tithe her more money so she could take out less PPP loans. I really think it's once again black people I really don't think like it's, the black church is not good for black people and their mental health I'm sorry like and I know like cognitive dissonance is, a, is strong as hell but this is one of the main reasons why you cannot get people to go to church today it's mainly younger folks because we got way more shit to worry about than to be hearing this shit and this hate and this like divisive ass elitist ass shit that she's saying.
capitalistic, white supremacistic, like that, like that was a rant that you would see in these mega churches basically to get you to tithe. The Creflo dollars, sorry, the TD Jakes. Anybody who owns a mega church, I'm sorry, you really are a piece of shit. You're a terrible individual because you're making profit off of people who can barely keep their fucking lights on. I mean, honestly, I, what has um, the church, because this is the reason why you have organizations like Black Lives Matter, because the black church, y'all are so damn far behind that your damn credit court credit score can't even be registered on a goddamn Richter scale. Mm. Y'all has mm. got a lot of work to do. And you know what I'm thinking now? I'm thinking how many people are drinking the Kool-Aid? How many people agree with her? How many people are going to turn around to other black folks and be like, well, she was just telling the truth. She was just telling her perspective. She wasn't being mean. She was just telling what it is. That's just what it is. She's just a real person, a real person who's trying to get your fucking money. And the fact that churches don't have to pay taxes, tell me everything I need to know. Just so you know, there was just a uh, policy that was passed that has not been enacted that is asking the U.S. government to stop funding conversion therapy. Hear what I just said. There is a policy that has just been, uh, that has not yet been enacted, that states for the government to stop, to stop funding conversion therapy. Just thought I'd put that out there. Girl, I, girl, I, that's all I got to say. (laughs) in the bible didn't jesus hang with the broke sick prostitute you know disease infested motherfuckers i mean when i was in church i was taught that we supposed to walk in his image so i just Mm. be real confused when i hear things like that and then motherfuckers wonder why christianity don't have the best name around town it's you know, and she did this in the pulpit, in the church house. I'm surprised she wasn't struck down by lightning, as my grandma would say. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen, if God is real, that bitch wouldn't be walking as steady as she walking, but it's okay. I'm just so sick. Like, the nerve of her not need ass to be saying that shit. Like, girl, that, that really pissed me off. Like, girl, and then people are falling for it. <sighs> I don't know if she's doing it because she she has she's not as popular like she used to be well i don't think she was ever popular to be honest i don't know if she's just saying this hateful ass shit just to be trendy i'm confused you have the nerve working like working class poor folks are the reason why you can talk your shit like you're doing now kimberell please shut up and find something else better to do listen fix that wig Girl, you looking so, listen, because there's a lot of things that you could concentrate on, baby. First of all, let's talk about your contouring. Did you do your makeup yourself? I saw the video that you put out. Then you had this wig on, and I was trying to figure out, I was like, bitch, this this is, I'm not even, I don't even wear wigs. And that looks fucking terrible. Do you know how bad it is for a person who don't wear wigs to know that you got it fucked up? <laughs> all right. Um, Girl, listen, Black people, I, I'm sorry. I, I wish, and I think more are starting to catch on. But hey, black people, Christianity was not really made for y'all. I'm gonna say that again. Christianity goes hand in hand with white supremacy. 
What? No, don't say that. I've been worshiping white Jesus forever, and white Jesus has never let me down. Not yet. He's been there for me since the very beginning. I'm telling you, like, you don't even understand the power of Christ. <laughs> if you would understand the power of Christ, you would not be talking the way you're talking. Girl, listen, I said it before, and I will say it again. If you take your ass to a black church, not all the time, but more than likely, you will still see a picture of white Jesus. If you take your chat, if you take your ass to any white church, you will see a picture of white Jesus. Same for households. If you take your ass to a black household, sometimes you will see a picture of black Jesus. But sometimes you will still see a picture of a white Jesus in a black household. Hmm. Bruh. But it's still, even if it's, even if, they, if, if it's black, it's still the Pope's son in blackface. Regardless of whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just being, regardless of whatever. The fuck you got on your wall, my nigga. This shit was never meant for you. And they literally have kept us docile and enslaved with this fucking book to the point where we don't even remember how beautiful and amazing we were before the Christians came to our, our shores and fucked it all up. Just, Girl, you know. listen. Get yeah. out. Get out while you can. <laughs> <laughs> Message. Yeah, I can also remember when it was my freshman year of high school and we moved. So, see, I was a cheerleader. Um, I was a cheerleader since I was, like, I was in gymnastics since I was, like, a baby, like, you know what I'm saying? So had to take a year off from cheerleading. So I was inactive. I wasn't doing anything. I was depressed. I was eating a lot. And honestly, it made me feel good now when I think back on it. But the thing that didn't make me feel good is when I was in that fitting room, when it was that back to school shopping. And I was, I was just wearing a size five and I thought that was big. So when I saw that I couldn't fit, when I saw that I couldn't fit into the size five and I was wearing a seven, I cried like ugly cry, like cried hard and the only thing my mom said was well i told you i told you about them cream pies and yeah i wonder why at 30 some of these things can still become triggersome but thank god i didn't fall for the trap of you know therapies for white people even though I drugged them to therapy for, oh God. Yeah, this is a lot to thank in. Thank y'all for having this talk. Uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing. And it just sucks how um, we have taken on so much of our parents' um, projected trauma. Um, mm -hmm. And it really sucks how it shows up. And you're so, you're so right. To when you are drinking the Kool-Aid of therapy is only for white people. Think about, oh my God, just I'm so glad that I didn't uh, that I didn't I didn't drink the Kool-Aid either. And I was just like, yo, you're not about to have me fucked up out here. 
because telling me that you pay for the lights and telling me that you put food in my belly and telling me that the rent is paid is not helping my mental health. I might as well tell you, I'm sorry. Just so you know, if you didn't do those things, CPS would come and take us away. Don't right. Like, girl, whether you want a cookie for doing what the law says to do when you have a child, like, I don't understand. I didn't knock on your uterus. I didn't ask to be here, bitch. You pushed me out. And now you gotta, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's not enough. If I don't feel the love, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> For real. And stop telling me that only if you, you just be more grateful, things would go a lot smoother. Um, mm, mm, kind of done with that. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, and, and to be real, when it comes to Kimberell, there really isn't much to say about her Muppet face ass. There really isn't. But she's going to continue to go ahead and try to pander to her church and pander to her members to say, hey, I didn't mean the things that I said. Like her apology was She put bullshit. out two. She put out two apologies. Girl, let me see if I can pull it up. It was hilarious. Right. The, the, the... <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised, and this is and this is the thing. There's going to be documentaries about these churches in 20 years, where we're going to hear about all the human trafficking, about all the abuse that's going on with their other uh, with the rest of their congregation. Like these places are are death spots of evil. Sorry. Uh, okay, I got to pull it up. I'm not going to read it all because it's a it's a it's an essay, just full okay. of bullshit. I know. She said. As a kingdom citizen and a woman of integrity, I can acknowledge that some of my words, even if said in jest, can be offensive. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but to spread love, laughter, and more importantly, the gift which God has given me in song. If anyone was well. offended, I can. <laughs> if anyone was offended, I can sincerely say I apologize. With that being said, the irony in this is that those who are criticizing my statement are displaying the very thing they have accused me of. However, it's not my, it's not been humorous or unjust. My image has been used in multiple places and false statements and narratives have been created. Again, I will apologize. <laughs> I, I just don't, once again, when you apologize to someone, Kimberell, you never say, I apologize if you are offended. Girl, that's not an apology. You apologize when you recognize the shit that you said was fucked up. You recognize that you were wrong. The reason you're apologizing is because people are offended and your name is being... <laughs> people are dragging your ass. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really, really, really funny. Um, I, nobody is shocked by these antics. Um, we're going to see new antics from new church members 10, 5, 10, 15 years from now doing the same shit, trying to swindle you out of your fucking money. And some of y'all bitches really be falling for it. And um, I don't know what kind of fucked up apology that was, but that didn't sound like an apology. And if you ever say, if I offended you, if you can't understand that you actually offended somebody, you're not sorry. Just like, clearly you have, girl. Like, that's... No critical thinking skills, once again. I, I don't understand. But I'm pretty sure she's going to go back because her music ain't doing good and she's irrelevant. So she's going to continue to do stuff like this. She's going to continue to bash black gay men because she knows how homophobic the black community is in general. So she's going to use that to to be trendy. And she's going to continue to be a trash person, person. So I don't take it seriously at all. She a musician? She, yeah. <laughs> 
What? Exactly. It's still okay. relevancy for me. I just found this out. I found that out like a year ago, actually. She's a oh, quote unquote pastor and a musician. I don't know what she wants to be this week. I don't know if she wants to be someone with bad credit. I don't know if she wants to be someone with not knees. Listen, I don't know. She want to be a PPP scammer. That's what she want to be. But it's cool. <laughs> um, but we're gonna go ahead and uh, move on. Um, I, I feel like really to to end the whole thing. Um, if you are black and queer and still going to church, I really want you to ask yourself why, because these are the kind of people you're supporting. I I, I want this like, to be real. You like I would literally see like you would have pastors just dragging the fuck out of black queer folks and saying how it's a they're going to hell and stuff, and you would just see the silent sisters of the pew just sitting there not saying shit. Let me tell you, because I called my pastor like back when I did go to church, and when I finally left. I told him, I dragged his ass, and I told him, you have a lot of gay people in your audience. Read the room. Your deacons, it's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. Like, you might want to double-check some of your deacons. But you know what? In their mind, hey, I'm just telling the truth. And by the way, I love the sinner, not the sin. So I can't be doing anything possibly wrong. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Girl, they love saying okay. that shit when we know what that means. Like, oh, girl, we know your ass is a faggot, but I'm going to still love you anyway just to make myself feel better so that I can get into heaven. Girl, get out my face. Just say you hate me and we can move on. Child, you're making it complicated. Anyway, moving on. So um, we have to have uh, this conversation. And I also wanted to ask... How you end up putting this in the doc, if you haven't seen, we have switched the topic to, I'm not POC, I'm black. So what made you put this on the on the drive? Well, first I'm going well, to explain why, and then I'm going to play a little video clip and proving why I keep emphasizing white people, because they love to lump black people in with people of color. No, bitch, there's people of color, <laughs> and then there's black, <laughs> okay? Two different Brad. experiences, two different journeys. We're talking about 400 plus years of slavery, all this other shit. I'm not trying to hear, oh, people of color and then lumping in black folks. It's very dismissive to black people's experiences and what the shit that we are still going through this very day. And, and also, we have in a video, we have in a video a person of color comparing people getting an abortion and comparing that to slavery. Let's just play it. Let's just play it for the people so they know what we're talking about. Let's just. <laughs> oh, the shade room. Uh, thoughts? That's what I'm going to say after. Be shocking for many of you to hear, but did you know that Black people are not the only race to have historically experienced slavery? I know this is shocking, but pretty much every civilization in the history of mankind, at some point, their ancestry owns, owned slaves. Because slavery was a worldwide human rights issue for a very, very long time, for many centuries. So it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. Very likely, at some point, your ancestry down the line owned slaves. Doesn't make it right, but that was just the way of the world for a very, very long time. So all these comments like, you're not black, you can't speak about slavery. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. 
slavery was a human rights issue across the world, across all races and all civilizations for a long time. The United States was one of the first countries to abolish it very quickly and efficiently. So all the comments about being a non-black person, you can't speak about slavery. Every single civilization has experienced slavery at some point. 400 years was very quickly and very efficiently. And uh, fighting one of the most bloodiest wars in the country history is known as being quickly and efficiently. Lost in the sauce of patriotism, huh? And this is her rebuttal and defensive saying, abortion is worse than slavery. <laughs> oh, my mama, this is one of the greatest illustrations of conservative contradictions. Now, being anti-abortion is literally the same position that Massa and them took because Massa felt like, hey, you better have that damn baby. I need that label. You see what I'm saying? But we also can recognize that the entirety of the pro-life movement is a cheap co-option of the abolition movement in America, which you know what it's about? Child slavery involved in enslaved black people. Yeah, most of the pro-life movement is literally a cheap carbon copy of the abolitionist movement, which wasn't about servitude, wasn't about prisoners of war, wasn't about that race or that race or that point in history time. It's specifically about chattel slavery in America. Then all these little moves y'all trying in 2022 involving slavery rhetoric and the abortion debate, this right here comes from 1994, right? The slavery metaphor, ironically, highlights the very problem. In the slavery did not end racial inequities. Freedom in the light of Reconstruction era policies turned out to be hollow. Former slave owners deprived of any participation in the process of emancipation realized by subverting the process through unfair contracts, Jim Crow laws, and violence. In conclusion, too, in conclusion, right? Apart from the hidden racism, there's another problem with the slave metaphor and the abortion rhetoric. It polarizes and shuts down dialogue between the pro-choice and anti-abortion side of the debate. This polarization, in turn, leads to each side to focus narrowly on the assertion of rights. Already been stated, already been said. You are co-opting masses understanding of reproduction and then calling people that's your ops and saying that they support slavery. Mental gymnastics, intellectual gaslight. But yeah, it's the virtue signaling signaling for me because she is committing to being her version of Candace Owens. Because again, this is a person of color saying this shit. So she's making a play to cash in on making white people feel better about their dedication and to aggression. So this is a straight up PR campaign to let white America know she's a safe person of color. And let's go ahead and just talk about chattel slavery versus regular slavery. Um, because in Africa, we're, uh, listen, uh, she's correct. A lot of civilizations absolutely had slaves. But there was a very big difference with chattel slavery. Because um, ancestrally, whenever there was slavery, there would be like a war between two tribes. And whenever they would go ahead and uh, win, Whoever was left over, the children, the wives, other husbands, they would go ahead and be slaves. And after a while, they would actually integrate into the community. They would be able to marry off and they would own themselves. Um, now, chattel slavery is very different. It means that when you are a slave, it means there's no chance of getting out. There is no, oh, one day. Um, this means that you're a slave and whoever you birth are slaves. Chattel slavery is literally ancestral slavery. Like they literally have enslaved generations of people. And that's not something that regular slavery has ever done. I need you guys to be very clear on that. Chattel slavery is very different. We actually changed shark migration. 
That's how many of us that they got because they were throwing us off boats. The sharks literally followed the boats to these shores. Mm -hmm. We changed our bodies, our, our trauma literally changed shark migration. There are so many things that come from slavery that is in our DNA. Do you know, I, I just learned recently, you know a lot of times or why we laugh and run away? Just as black people, a lot of times we will laugh and yeah. sometimes we're out the door, <laughs> yeah. nigga. Like, oh shit. Like, I did not know that came from slavery. Mm. Have you ever heard of a barrel laughs? Mm -mm. So basically we weren't allowed to look like we were having a good time when we were on the plantation. So whenever we found something funny or we had to laugh, there was literally a barrel that we would stick our heads in. So we'd have to run to the barrel to go laugh. Wow. Ancestrally, this is why we do it today. Mm. That's very small. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 nigga, I've been reading. So I, 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 I need people to understand that chattel slavery is so much different that it's literally affected our DNA. And we know that DNA trauma is real because we, the first thing that we actually studied that process on or that ide ideology on was uh, Holocaust victims. Mm. And they saw that literally trauma goes through the DNA. It's proven. Well, Go look it up. I'm not gonna play with you. Can I say something? Oh, fuck. So, I hear what you're saying and everything, but like, I read somewhere where blacks sold other blacks to black people as slaves. And yeah, like, I get what you're trying to say, but your people weren't all that great either. So, can we please stop generalizing? white people not all white my ancestors didn't oh, your 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 ancestors were the witch burners your ancestors <laughs> yeah no your ancestors <laughs> were the ones who were killing us i need you to be very very clear and again when we talk about black people owning slaves i need to be very clear with you that it is not the same stop it so these false equivalencies are not going to work on me because Girl, again, this is generational. Black on black crime, the situation. What about this? Oh my God. Like, y'all <laughs> <yo>, be <laughs> looking to come up with anything right. possible. It's called crime by proximity. Do your thing, bitch. Anyway, we have messages. <laughs> yes. Wilton, hey. Speaking of church, you heard about what uh, Kim Burrell said Earlier, what, last week, I believe? Oh. Yeah, we just dragged the fuck out of her moon pie built ass. Wait a minute. Okay, so I just, listen, I've worked late. I just woke up. I haven't been outside. Like, the world's a ghetto. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right about the shark thing. Um, even when they were taking us from Africa before they put us on the ship, they threatened to uh, throw some of us in the water. And they said, of course, even some of them try to commit suicide, they end up putting nets up too. 
They did the mm. same thing even when we got on to um to what is now America. They said that if they we didn't act up, they'll throw us in the water. But they definitely did follow the ships. They definitely did. There's probably a particular area they came to in um in Africa and the um, U.S. The sharks, a very a certain spot in the water. Um, has any have they have you ever heard of Phyllis Wheatley? Uh, Phyllis Wheatley was one of the, she was actually the first black poet. Um, she was born in like, I think the late 1600s, she, colonial times. Um, she actually wrote a biography talking about um, her experience on the slave ship and how her mother wasn't having it. And I remember all of these slaves are chained together. So what they ended up doing was cutting the chain link and this woman was hanging off the side of the boat, her mother. And she says in the book, all she heard was the chop of the cutlass. And she saw both of her hands still holding on while her body dropped into the water. Mm. This was regular. This was commonplace. They would go ahead and lose cargo just to teach the other cargo not to try them. Mm. We changed shark migration. Ooh, chow. That's crazy. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> now, since y'all brought up slavery, this is probably off topic. Have y'all ever talked to anybody who was, uh, whose, an whose particular ancestors that they may have actually known were enslaved? Because I actually talked to two people who actually, whose father was a slave, and one of them just died about two years ago. The last one. And I've talked to my aunt, and she uh, talked about her uh, great-grandma, who she knew very well. There's actually a few descendants, a few of the grandchildren of the slaves that are still around that a lot of people probably don't know too much about. Mm. Slavery wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. They like, they, might, they like to say, oh, slavery's over. Well, first of all, it's not. It's just upgraded. But they like to say that, oh, it's just, that was 400 years ago. No, that's not long. <laughs> yeah, bro, who are you talking to? <laughs> uh. That was a really inappropriate fucking question for her, Sid or uh, Aaron. <laughs> I don't, dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what they be saying like that. I hear it all the time. <laughs> it's okay. We all need therapy now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Phyllis Wheatley, my mom went to that high school. It's in Fifth Ward out here in Houston, Texas. That is crazy. Mm. Phyllis Wheatley, everybody go look her up. Um, she obviously ended, was a coon. You know, she, she, there's nothing that could have been helped by that. She was completely and totally traumatized by the, she, she was the, the slave that Harriet Tubman would have shot straight up, <laughs> like, mm. like, um, but she wrote beautiful, beautiful poetry and they didn't even think it was possible for her obviously to learn to read and write and all kinds of other bullshit. But her story was so fucking sad. And I feel like because slavery wasn't that long ago, we need to know these stories. Absolutely. Anytime we learn our history, these are arsenals, people. Whether we're talking about before colonization or after colonization, these are your arsenals. You need to know these things. What happened? Well, so they were like 300 years old? Oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right, anyway. <laughs> It's sad about Phyllis Wheatley because I heard 
I ain't heard about her in a long time, but uh, mm -hmm. towards the end of her life, it was sad. Cause I believe her child, she had a baby that died. I think her husband died too. I think tragically, if I ain't mistaken. But she had a sad end. Sad beginning, sad middle, sad end. I, can you even say her being published was even a really a good thing? She was still a slave. She still mm -hmm. didn't have anything. She didn't own herself. Maybe right. in the end she did, but. But yeah. Next Guess topic. Thought we just go down that journey to talk about how different it is from being black to being POC. You know, just give us some history left. Oh yeah, yeah. Just reminder, yeah. White people stop lumping in black people with being a person of color. It's we're black, black. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a double CKCK, -C -K, okay? Uh, <laughs> but, um, okay, so I'm going to let you uh, ride this one because, <laughs> uh, listen, just so you know, this show is brought to you by Aaron's Ingenuity, bitch, because uh, bitch was barely here for any of when he, when they put these topics together, I was just like, well, dang. So I just got to show up? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but go ahead, let them know. <laughs> So I just want to once again say, Joe Biden, please shut the fuck up. Um, he recently, a few days ago, made a tweet, and then, of course, he deleted it and changed it into something more comfortable for people to read. <laughs> he says, which I think this is bullshit about what he said in this tweet, Gas prices have been dropping for 34 days straight, about 50 cents a gallon. That saves the average driver about $25 a month. <laughs> I know those extra dollars and cents mean something. It's breathing room. And we're not done working to get prices even lower. So basically what he's saying is, you poor should be grateful. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And keep you fucking poor. being exported. <laughs> And I, it's just, I'm just sick of, I don't want to hear anything he has to say. And I heard that he has COVID. Honestly, girl, let me not hit. Okay. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. We can't, we got to stay on the air, Linda. We got to stay on the air. We got to stay on the air. Let me, let me stop. Let's stop. Um, Bitch, he I really like... thinks that we should be, I'm just tired of these politicians thinking that we should be able to celebrate when they give us breadcrumbs. Bitch, I'm tired of fucking crumbs. And once again, and of course you have these fucking liberals defending his ass and yeah, it could, he's, it's coming down. Gas prices are getting better. Y'all like to just let people piss on you and say that it's raining outside. I'm not the type to do that. So when Joe Biden said that shit, it's like, he just doesn't get it. Like, shut the fuck up. Talking about, I know those few extra dollars and cents mean something, and that could save the average driver about $25 a month. In this fucking economy, you think that that's going to do something for us, Joe? Please shut up. And this is the thing. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, whenever Black people are in a rumble, they'll be like, hey, let's give them something. Tell them we're going to put Harriet Tubman on the dollar bill. No, no, no. Tell them we're going to put her on the 20. They'll be okay. We'll never actually do it, but you know, it'll, it'll calm them down for a little while. Um, and I feel like this is one of those kind of tactics, those kind of pandering tactics, like, oh my goodness, I'm going to save you $25. And you're like, sir, 
Do you know how many people are in arrears because of the pandemic? Do you know how many how much homelessness has happened just from the pandemic alone? If you really wanted to help your community or you really wanted to help the constituents, you'd be like, I'm going to cancel mortgage. I'm going to cancel rent until we get back on our fucking feet. You can't even cancel cancel school loans. We shouldn't even be paying for housing at all. We have more houses. Necessary needs. Shit that we need to survive. We shouldn't be paying for that shit. And then when I say things like that, oh my God, how dare you? Like, Stockholm Syndrome has y'all niggas in a bind. Cause I, and then it's funny because black people are even in these comments saying, well, yeah, he's doing the best he can. Girl, where? A lot of, a lot of y'all have been drinking the Kool-Aid of the Democrats and as much as we're y'all going really to... really think the Dems give a fuck? Black people, the Dems don't care about y'all. Wake up. This two-party hey, system was not made for black people. It's hey, all got but, to go. All of it. A lot of these black people who are fucking Democrats are really just conservatives in disguise who are worried about racism, which still is something that's not getting fixed by the Democrats or the liberals. Uh, as long as this system exists, rights. it's not going to go anywhere. As long as this, uh, this government exists, white supremacy isn't going anywhere. You can't vote your way out of this shit. I'm tired of this. Oh, well, that's why you should have got your asses out and voted. So you want me to vote for the lesser of the two white supremacists? That's the best you got. It is. It is. And it's all got to go. Guillotines for all these motherfuckers. Just, oh my God, I'm just so sick of the manipulation and the pandering and like, um, like, listen, we, we know this is the reason why Aaron always says that uh, Republicans spit in your face and Democrats spit in your food. Like the, the pool is dirty is what they mean. And the fact that you decide to go ahead and uh, hang on to the liberals or hang on to this democratic idea of society, it really is a lie. Because for the last 50 years, the Democrats have had the House. For the last 50 years, they could have codified Roe versus Wade. They could have codified uh, 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 gay marriage. There were so many things they could have actually done, and they haven't done it. They just codified gay marriage like two days ago. Oh, did they actually (laughs) end up doing it? But they still got to get to the Senate and all this other shit. But they act like... They really want us to clap for them when they do the smallest shit. I'm not clapping for none of you niggas. I'm still paying rent. I'm still paying for housing. I'm still paying for shit that I need to live. I'm not trying to hear, oh, well, the damn, that's why you should have got your asses out and vote. As if voting, why the fuck? I have no desire to vote in another white supremacist. Um, listen, if things went the way they were supposed to, we would all have 40 acres and a mule. That's not what the fuck happened. The nerve of him to act like he did did us a favor talking about that con- gas prices have been going down and you have no control of the gas prices, just like how they've skyrocketed and they're not. It's not your fault. The same way when they go down, you're not fucking responsible for that shit either. Talking about that's breathing room and that could save y'all twenty five dollars a month. Bitch, that ain't nothing but a gallon of milk and some damn eggs. Get the fuck out my face. Uh, it's just gross. It's just gross. And the fact that they want us to believe this shit or be okay with the breadcrumbs that they give us is, it's just, it's, it's insulting, but it's worked before. My question, my question to the American government is how much longer do you think people are going to sit through this shit? People are tired. They're tired of people are working two to three jobs, 
and still can't pay their bills, barely. Once upon a time, people would work two jobs just to make a little extra coin, you know, to save up. But now people are working two, two sometimes three jobs and still can't pay the fucking bills. How much longer do you think this is going to keep happening? Well, they say we only got five years left. That apparently every 250 years, there's some kind of apocalypse and reestablishing of civilization. So it happens I, in I, every country. <laughs> it happens in every country. You want to die at 40. 40 <laughs> feels young, but you know, it is what it is. I, I, I've, I've been. Don't listen. And people are just so brainwashed. Well, you, if you don't work, you don't eat. Y'all are really dedicated to this system. Like y'all, are, it's really sad. Dedicated. This idea, Dedicated. this idea of this piece of paper that people are so like, oh, I need money, money. Like it's this shit. All of this shit doesn't even fucking exist. It, it it's it's really sad because if we decided that money had no value, you know, it wouldn't have value. If we all decided together as a nation that this money wasn't shit. And that we was really going to eat the rich. Do you know they couldn't do shit about it? A if lot of us all, would die, but we would if win. If we all stop, more of us than men. If we all didn't stop going to work, just all three hundred and thirty million Americans just stop going to work. Do you know this fucking? Woo, baby, this economy. We, <laughs> this fucking twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours, and it would be like make your demand but we can't work together so this is why i'm not waiting for y'all to get your shit together i'm going to leave all them young ones coming up that want to fight yes child do your thing i want to be on an island with chickens okay i want to be building a chicken coop i want to be milking my goats and i want listen i want a life of peace i'm 35 stop it but y'all young ones go ahead and fight for this shit I'm with you, girl, because I don't. A lot of people are scared, and but it's like, girl, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I'm just tired. I'm tired. That's when folks be like, well, "What are you gonna do five years from now? Where do you see yourself in five years?" I don't think like that. I don't. I'm literally taking my life one fucking day at a time. Because look around you. It's the truth. All this, well, you know, you got. You gotta owe you you you're in student loan debt and all that sort of shit. I don't care. I don't care. Like at this point, I don't. I don't take life seriously. We're all gonna become extinct in about twenty years anyway. I don't care. Aaron, the thing is, a lot of people don't know any better. They don't know like what other choices there are. They just assume that the way everything is is what it is, what it has to be. Like especially older people. Ugh, they, some people just don't know any better. Unfortunately, some people just only think inside the box. And all you see is the box. They don't see the lid that can take off and see the rest of everything else. That's mm. the problem. Right. Mm. A lid that's removable. A lid that you just got to, like, nigga, stand up and you'd be able to see. And they, <laughs> they just refuse. But, yeah, I'm just... It's like it's just crazy how they really think that people are just going to sit here and continue to just keep keep suffering, keep getting the boots on, just just keep suffocating my ass. Like I don't understand. I don't. 
And I just want to, you know, just let people know, like, first of all, you're not crazy. You shouldn't have to work this hard. You shouldn't have to work this long. You shouldn't have to have these many jobs just to go ahead and keep up with the bare minimum of needs. You deserve vacations. You deserve a lot of fucking things. And when we finally figure out as a whole what we deserve, we'll be unstoppable. But until then, I'm going to move to Tahiti. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Because people really think that it's natural for humans to be working in the first place. It's not natural for humans to be working for one person. If it's not, again, community. Every, if it's not for the betterment of society and we're all working to help each other out, and the fact that money is still a thing. Oh, my God. I'm, this is the, these are the things that keep me up at night. In the water, wave in the water, children. I'm so sorry for all of us. These are the things that keep me up at night. People are really, really out here struggling, and people are still trying to make it seem like they're the crazy ones for questioning this shit. <laughs> the irony. Girl, that's why I'm usually, when it comes to superhero movies, I'm usually on the villain side. Because these superheroes are so fucking for the establishment and the status quo. And these villains are like, no, bitch, these systems, that's why it's very much Team Joker when it comes to the Batman, because, bitch, y'all are not listening to us. Mm, I was like, Killmonger got a fucking point. You ain't had to kill your girlfriend like that, but Killmonger had a point. (laughs) Okay, but we can move on to the next topic, because Sesame Street, y'all got some nerve, too. You know what? I didn't realize that Sesame Street was started for children who were black and brown. I had no idea. Because it was gentrified. It was gentrified by entire existence. And um, we found out how deep that gentrification and uh, all of that goes. When I saw these videos come out, I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. Because I'd never seen a person in costume act like a piece of shit with cameras on. Now, well, they, they don't know those cameras. You know, I understand them acting like pieces of shit. Um, and apparently, um, there's a Sesame Street-like fucking venue where kids go to go play with their fucking favorite characters and shit. And there was a one person, in one costume in particular, Rosita. Rosita, fuck ass. Whoever, in the, whoever was in... <laughs> The costume for Rosita, bitch, I, if I catch you on site. But <laughs> no, real talk. And they said, uh, so basically there was like black children around and he's like, they, they look literally skipping black kids like duck, duck, goose, only like hugging white kids and shit and walking off like it's not a big deal. And then you know what was worse when they came out with the apology? Do you know what they said? And they said this in real English. This is what they said. They said, when you're in a costume, sometimes it's hard to see little or people. <laughs> it's a kid's theme park. I'm sorry, did the white children glow? And that's why they were easier to see? They really I think that was stupid. Like, they really think that was stupid. And then, because and once again, Black people, like, we've done deep, we looked into this real deep, we checked it twice thrice because once again when it comes to situations of racism like this white people will come up with anything to make it seem like black people are the crazy ones so we've done some deep looking into this and we acknowledge the patterns 
We're not stupid. You're not going to fucking play in our face. The apology statement says, Sesame, well, I don't even know if it's a fucking apology. I was basically saying, oh, we know this. We'll do something about it, maybe. <laughs> but um, it says, Sesame Workshop is aware of the recent incident at Sesame Place, Philadelphia, which we take very seriously. What these children experienced is unacceptable. We have been in contact with Sesame Place, our licensed park partner, and they have assured us that they will conduct bias training and a thorough review of the ways in which they engage with family and guests. Black families and guests. Y'all should have put that in there. Stop trying to sugarcoat it. Stop trying to be political. Put black families and black guests, because that's what they should have said. Anyways, as a global nonprofit educational organization with a mission to help children grow smarter, stronger, and kinder, Sesame Workshop has always stood for respect, inclusion, and belonging, and is committed to providing the highest quality engaging experiences for all children and families. For all, for black children and families, again, Let's not talk, let's not go around what the issue is. We hold our partners to the same high standards. We will continue working with our long-term partner, Sesame Place, to ensure that appropriate actions are taken and that incidents like this do not happen. And so that racism like this, y'all keep go- again. <laughs> they don't want to say the words. They, 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 they don't want to say the words. They feel like if they don't say the words, it's not real. Um, and um, they- <laughs> I... Um, I think one of the things that is uh, so upsetting is that uh, there's very few places that black children can go and feel like they're being treated equally. And Sesame Street has had such a platform that's been based on diversity and different people and acceptance and all this other bullshit just to go ahead and know that you're not hiring people that hold those same values because let's be real, you don't fucking care. Um, and I don't know, is, is Rosita a part of a union or something? Why don't we fire this bitch? You put her on desk duty like a fucking cop? What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> My question is, so it's like, y'all put out this quote-unquote apology statement, but what are y'all going to, how would this fix the experience for those little girls? What are y'all going to do about Because I'm confused. Y'all fuck, y'all really, because these are easily persuaded, like, influenced Y'all fucked a lot of people's experiences up. Ah, and you know what was worse in the first apology? Because you read the second one. The first apology that they uh, put out, do you know they said they reached out to the children's parents and the parents were like, we haven't heard boo from them? Just, 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 just to put it out there. And in the second one, you see how they didn't make any claims to have spoken with the parents this time. They just decided to let sleeping dogs lie on that one like I'm stupid. Um, this isn't shocking. Um, I, all I know is that when black queer people or black people decide to start a theme park for younger kids, for younger black kids, I, I don't want to hear you say, oh, it's racism. Because you see how we're treated when we go into your venues. So why wouldn't we want our own place where we can ensure ourselves that children won't be treated like that? Uh, and once again, this whole oh, bias training, this is not a training issue. They, all they asses need to be fired. And I bet you they didn't fire them. Uh, like, uh, training I, I, can't I, fix racism. I'm so sick of, oh, we need more. Training cannot fix racism. 
And they do this all the time. They're like, oh, we gave them bias training. Uh, we gave them multicultural training. We gave them all kinds of fucking training. They did the same thing when those two black kids got arrested at that Starbucks just for fucking sitting there. They're like, oh, we're going to do uh, a sensitivity training. Bro, why aren't these people fired? Because they don't care. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's, it's always like this. It's never going to be different and that's fine. Um, I do want to say one last thing about the whole, um, I just feel like this is a really sad fucking state of mind, especially with everything that's going on. And for the parents who can actually afford, the black parents who can actually afford to take their kids someplace to go ahead and like, just not think about the world for a moment, to know that even in those spaces, there's still a time and place for racism is a problem for me. Mm. And those little kids shouldn't have to go through it. And then you wanna say, oh, we don't wanna teach critical race theory in, in schools, but, are these black children are certainly old enough to go through and experience racism from adults. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's real ghetto. I really want y'all to stop calling it bias and call it racism. I hate when white people, every time something happens, oh, we're going to go through bias. No, stop saying it's bias. It's racism. It's racist. And that's what you are. And that's what it is. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic because there really isn't too much to say about Sesame Street. Uh, we thought they wasn't racist, but in real life, if you talk to them, they are. It depends on who they got in the fucking suit. Now, listen, now we know. The veil has been removed. I, I loved Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, and here we are, and I'm fucked up a little bit right now. You guys destroyed my childhood. It's great. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so the reason why uh, my only contribution to today's show is this last topic and, um, <laughs> we got to keep it real with the people. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring up this topic was because I've had a really hard time with the whole dating thing. It's been real fucked up. Like I said earlier in the show, dating these straight men is really, really difficult. And the bi niggas will not show up and show themselves. And bitches think that I've been marred by dick. So this is what I'm stuck with. So um, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I have had so many situations. And I just want to just give you guys a few examples. And you, y'all let me know, tacky or not tacky. Okay. Uh, not that I am the, the, you know, the, the, um, the poster child of elegance. I'm just saying. So I'll be honest with you. If I ask, oh, you know, first, Aaron, let's, let, let me let you weigh in. When you go out on a date, who pays? Cause we can talk about the, cause we have to talk about the queer and heterosexual version of this. So when you, um, go out on a date, who pays? I think it just honestly depends on, ooh, this is even more tough for me because I'm non-binary as well. So the whole gender thing. This is why I wanted to make sure we <laughs> got, <laughs> we got to get both sides. It's strictly just based off of an energy of anything. It's just based off of the energy that I'm feeling and that my partner, if we, we talk about it, we, we come up with a plan like, oh, it's. We, be, we basically very much take turns with us given because okay 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 the whole because I can't I can't even say 
oh, masculine or feminine energy either because that shit is a social construct. And again, I don't subscribe to neither either one. But yeah, it would be for me, it would be take turns. Okay. Or just how I'm feeling. Because the whole, oh, well, because I see it a lot in gay relationships. Like, oh, the feminine one doesn't have to pay. It's like, y'all really trying to just stick to the heteronormative, I guess. I don't know. Listen, listen. See, now, for me personally, um, the way I would do it is if I asked you out, then I pay. If you asked me out, then you pay. I've mm-hmm. always kept it pretty even keel like that because um, I'm still used to dating women until they find out that I've still had dick recently. But uh, so I've never really thought that it was really a big deal. I was just like, well, whoever asks who is whoever pays for the date or whatever the festivities are. And I'm noticing that's just not how it works in the heterosexual world that I unfortunately have too much experience in at all. <laughs> now, um, when a man, because usually I'll be, I'm sorry, it's usually the dicks that are asking me out. I'm sorry, that's what it is. So when you take me out and we are eating dinner at Longhorn, you know, not not crazy upscale, but we not at McDonald's, you know, we can still have drinks and things. And you pay for the meal and then you look at me and be like, you got the tip? <laughs> This nigga literally asked me to cash app him the tip, was literally like showing me the calculator of how much I should send him by the end of the date. Girl, next case. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? Now, even if, let's say me and somebody is just fucking, right? And we spend it, but we spending time together too, you know, because, you know, sometimes you want to watch movies with the people you fuck, whatever, right? But so there would be times where he would pay for food. But then if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm hungry. I'm not going to be like, oh, can you buy something to eat? I'll order something and we're both going to eat. It's not it's not weird. It's not strange. Um, But for some reason, because men, um, first of all, Oh God, men are such trash. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to divert divert like that. But no, but I, I I've been on so many dates where I've had. Um, I remember I went on this one date. I swear to God, I'll never forget. Not just because this nigga decided to start rapping at the table, because oh, he wrote no. a song for me. Literally, it started big booty said walking to the throne. Like when I say it was, it was, it was, it, it was. You gotta stop dating these straight men and find you a bisexual, a queer, a bisexual nigga because these straight men. Show yourself, show yourself, bisexual men. I'm here. (laughs) It's honestly, it's another beef I have with straight women because you've made them go into hiding and now I can't find one. Um, But it is so crazy for me how many situations that because usually it's a man that pays and i've been and i don't know if you ever had this situation where you go and you expect the person to pay but it's but just from their order you know they ain't paying for shit you ever done that <laughs> you, you you already yeah. know they ain't paying for shit i remember i went to denny's with this toothless ass nigga did, did not know that this man was losing was had both his front teeth completely gone until he got to the date i didn't think he just he was a close mouth smiler i i fucked up i fucked up so <laughs> we sitting at the table and shit and he's like um uh and, and remember nigga, we had we're at denny's 
he goes ahead and he gets, um, uh, he's like, can I get a short stack of pancakes and two eggs? And then a small orange juice. The orange juice is three thirty-five. It was like the waitress knew too. And he was like, "Oh no, never mind. I'll take the water." I was like, "Oh hell no! Ooh. We can't even spring for the juice." I was like, "Oh child, okay, listen. <laughs> um, I want, I want the steak and eggs. Okay, I want it like this. Bitch, I'm, if I go out to eat, I'm going out to eat." And it's, and he was looking at me all wide-eyed and worried and shit. And I'm just like, "I'm not gonna fucking hurt your bank account. Calm down, nigga. It's, it's fine." And as soon as <laughs> The waitress comes up like, I would like to pay for my part of the meal right now. And he was like, oh, you got it like that, huh? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, what am I doing out here with you? Girl, I would be like, girl, I'm not even hungry no more. I'm going to go. <laughs> Bro, that's what I Let's just make it easier for everybody. Let's, let's just all go. I'm going home. You go home. <laughs> Some of the worst conversation. It was just all bad. I was like, for what you put me through, you could have at least gone ahead and paid for my meal, but it's okay, boo. But this is another thing I have to tell uh, Black femmes and Black women. Whenever we go out on a date, please don't go broke. You do not know what these niggas is going to do. Do not assume that just because they was all pretty when they asked you out, they're not going to go ahead and look at you. I remember going to the movies once, and this man turned around to me, and he was like, am I getting both tickets? What? <laughs> What? I, it was like I had an aneurysm. Like my, my eye almost popped out. I was like, excuse me? Bitch, I would be like, no, you're getting one ticket. I'm going home. No, you bro. No, my, <laughs> I, I, yo, my petty ass was like, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Sid, he said rapping at the table. That sounds like something from a movie. You know, you I know. a montage of bad dates. Until they get the perfect person. That's what it sounds like. Like That sounds ridiculous. I felt like you wasn't watched like, something. Wasn't there like a scene from White Chicks or something with that? I never watched White Chicks, so I don't know. Oh my <laughs> God, Sid. Why not? Because, uh, okay, you do you really want to know why I haven't watched White Chicks? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like the perfect movie to make fun of white women. Uh, oh, it is. But I get all of that from the clips and the whatever was on their faces. But um, <laughs> like, but to be honest, I never watch white chicks because my mom, you know how Jamaican people go. She was like, you're not going to watch no stereotype of black people inside this house. Men are like, who you think you're going to grow up into? Okay? So I never watched Clumps. I didn't watch Professor Nothing. I didn't watch Norbit. I didn't watch, I didn't listen. I did that. So yeah. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, though, because it's so funny how much we've evolved. Because Norbert was very problematic. <laughs> Yo, I finally watched it as an adult, and I was just like, okay, so Mummy wasn't wrong about everything. This was really terrible, and I don't blame her for being like, fuck no. <laughs> like I don't. I just have a problem with like black black movies, and especially movies like Norbert having white people laugh at it like that and because they're going to take that and run with it i'm sorry the more i I, think about it it's like "Mm." listen and especially going into a theater like i remember going into a theater to see like a black movie that was more like really stereotypical and really bullshit i can't remember it had like ice cube and cat williams i can't remember the movie but I remember walking in there and like when I'm seeing the white people dying laughing and i'm just looking at the screen like oh this was for y'all. Gotcha. Make us make us laugh. 
the block. Make us laugh. <laughs> dance, nigga, dance. No, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> nope, Aaron. That was a scene from um, Daddy's Little Girls with uh, Gabrielle yes. Union. The nigga came to the table rapping and shit like um, he knew what the fuck he was doing or something. But yeah, that's from um, Daddy's Little Girls. And hi, Erin. And hi, Sid. How y'all doing? Hi, Just came to show y'all some love. Y'all know who it is. The one, the only queen. Y'all know what it is. Queen out this bitch. Bye. Bye. Yes, Daddy's Little Girls. Yes, that movie. Yes, no, and I, I and honestly, I remember as an because remember that movie came out when I was still like locked up in the house. So I'm wondering if he saw that and was like, "Yo, she didn't appreciate that nigga at the table." Is that what happened? And he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make somebody. <laughs> I'm a why SoundCloud rapper." That, like, why do niggas like to just rap for no reason out of nowhere just when they go on dates? Girl, I would have went home so quick. Like, girl. I'm gonna call me an Listen. Uber. Don't even take me home. I, I'm not even gonna because you're gonna probably rap in the fucking car. These I, SoundCloud I, I, niggas think they can just rap anytime they want to. When I say it was so fucking weird, because while I was sitting at the after that, he also said he was also saying weird phrases that I didn't understand. He was like, "I don't make money; the money make me," and I was just like, "I feel like you said that wrong." Like <laughs> I feel like that's not what you. I feel like it's not what you meant to say. To say, he's like, I'm just about money. I just need you to know that's what that's what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? You can get whatever is on this fucking menu. You want an appetizer? Get you an appetizer. It's all good. You can get two appetizers. I'm like, okay, sir. I need um the uh, the Oprah of Ruby Tuesdays. Thank you. I appreciate not, it. Not Ruby but Tuesdays. No thanks. <laughs> but this also goes to the conversation since we're talking about men paying. Why do men expect, oh, well, since I paid for your meal, you had to automatically give it up? Like they like you, they make it seem like you owe them something. Ooh, girl, look, because Let, I know it happens a lot. Let's talk about buyer's remorse. Okay. So, um, <laughs> there's many times, especially in my younger days when I was clubbing and dancing on tables, okay, um, where men would just buy me drinks. I didn't ask them to buy me drinks. It would be like, I, and of course I'm dumb and I was homeschooled and I was like fresh out. I was, he's buying me a drink because he likes my energy. <laughs> I'm just so dope. You don't know. I liven up the party and I'm just like, no, he wants ass, stupid. But I'm young and I don't know that. <laughs> and I remember um, this guy buying me like three drinks in a row and I was feeling like, a little more tipsy than I would have after a regular three drinks. So I'm just thinking, yo, these are a little stronger than normal. And my, my whole thing, especially even today, if I ever get like a little too drunk, listen, I'm about to turn into a brat because I want to go home. I don't like this. I want to go home. We about to have a whole motherfucking attitude because I want to go home. Like, <laughs> like I will turn into a ghetto rat real quick. I want to go home. Like real quick. Like I'm not, no consonants or nothing, just full vowels. And I remember specifically like being like, okay, so are you gonna take me home since you like try you like up under my asshole right now? Cause otherwise I'm gonna go find a cab because I don't know what's going on because I want to go home. When I say this man grabbed my arm and said, I spent $47 on you. Uh now what he didn't know was that even though that I was drunk, I was still coordinated. He didn't realize. So I sparta kicked that nigga into a table. You're not about to touch me. Everybody, and you know what was worse? They were like, you didn't have to do all that. 
that's the worst part is when you're in those situations and there's like a bunch of misogynic, uh, misogynistic ass people looking at you like you did something wrong because you defended yourself. Well, you didn't have to do it like that. You could have just told him no. That nigga was grabbing me. Mm. Mm. Bitch, you really, bitch, I would be like, first of all, bitch, this pussy ain't worth just no goddamn $47, bitch. And then <laughs> I would have uppercut his ass. Bruh, they feel like every dollar is a down payment in pussy. And this is not just for dating. This is also in marriages. This is also in relationships. They could go ahead and put nothing emotionally or towards the relationship whatsoever. But guess what? I pay all the bills. So you do what I say. It always turns into that. They, it's like men weaponize or, or a lot of masculine people will weaponize money as a, like we're like actually the femme person is property. Girl, blessed be the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> May the Lord open. Okay. Mm -hmm. Aaron, men are some dogs. That's why they, they some of them too horny and don't even realize they some, I don't even know how to finish that. Like, there's some men, they think they're supposed to get something. They're supposed to get some and don't even deserve it. It's... And it'd be the most crusty-ass niggas with dried up spit in the corners of their mouth thinking that I owe them. Girl, get the out of my it's a man. First of all, Sam, listen, when I say a motherfucker would have would have got up from the motherfucking table, I don't even know. Bitch, you rapping at the table? What? What the fuck is wrong with you? I would have thought the nigga was having a seizure, a fucking episode or something. I would girl, girl bye. And I would have walked off on his ass. Bitch, I don't want to have no date with your stupid ass. Queen not this bitch. Bye. Girl, I don't. It's just something about like these SoundCloud rap ass niggas who just do that. It's like they give me like you got a musty dick already. Like I'm just gonna go home. It give me like you don't take care of yourself. I, I ain't got time. <laughs> but I digress. My husband is a rapper, but he never did no shit like that. Like he's a real rapper. He's a battle rapper and all that shit. And I swear to God, he's never ever came to the table rapping. What the fuck is wrong with people? Queen, yeah. not this bitch. Bye. The talented ones don't do that. The ones who actually have right. talent would never do that. Just, just, we just gonna put that. Like we gonna put that out there right now. And um, I feel like, have you ever been in a situation where the masked person has paid and they've been like, so where's my ass? Yes. Uh, oh, so let's talk, let's, <laughs> I know we yes. only got 15 minutes left, but let's talk about it. Because I know I've, I've had to deal with that um, a lot of times as, you know, a cis woman, as, as a cis woman still unfortunately dating straight men. But I also want you to talk about it because it's not just on this side where it happens, where people feel ownership just because they've paid. Yeah, girl, like, these niggas really think, like, oh, well, I paid for your meal, and I did all these things for you, so you just got to give it up to me on the first night. It's like, no, girl, because first of all, ask Sydney, my sex life is pretty dry as it is. I just don't trust motherfuckers. I just, it's just me, myself, and my dildos. Like, that's, it, that's it. But, um, yeah, um, queer people have, queer men have the same ideology, that same heteronormative ideology, like, oh, if I do this, then you are, and I've also been approached at the club, like, 
they saw me shaking my ass, and then they come up to me and say, "Hey, you gonna hit my place?" And I'm like, "No, like I'm sure I don't know who the fuck you are." And he was like, "Well, nah, because you were shaking that ass, so you must want some." Like, you like, it's like wow. this. Yeah. So yeah, misogyny, misogyny has injected us all. Wow, mm-hmm. you were shaking your ass, so I knew you wanted it. So now I'm gonna give you some, sir. I don't know you. <laughs> Give me my purse. You know, it's like why, like why, why do we have to do this? And yeah. um, I feel like this dance is something that we are going to continue to do. And I also realize that it's another reason why men are so upset. They get upset that they like, oh, you we are supposed to go ahead and pay for everything, but they don't want to go ahead and work on the wage gap. But they still want to be like, oh, I can't believe I have to pay for everything. Well, sir, if you worked on my behalf, you probably wouldn't have to. Just gonna put that out there. If we were getting paid equally, I probably have no problem taking a bitch ass out. And also, it's a whole fucking myth that women do not take men out and take them out on dates. If I like somebody enough, I will 100% take them out on a date. You have to show up with the car and whatnot because nigga ain't driving. But I got you. Women do that all the fucking time. The problem is, is a lot of these niggas who don't get that treatment, you're not likable enough for a woman to do that with you. Right. You don't have a personality. And that's why no woman would do that with you. People, women are fucking broke niggas every day. Just put that out there. They're just nicer. Mm. Listen, I went on a date with a dude one time. He took me to Benihana's. Benihana's is the real nice upper class uh y'all know what Benny Hannah's is whatever yes he took yes, me to sir. Benny Hannah's we had a nice time we was drinking and shit at the end of the night the nigga said so we going to your place or my place I said your place or my place this is a date bitch that don't mean you get no ass oh I spent two hundred dollars on you and I could have easily spent two hundred dollars on myself so for you to ask me on a date and now bitch you think you supposed to get some ass baby first of all my ass is way more than two hundred dollars um if that's the case and second of all bitch you ain't getting no ass you definitely ain't getting no ass with this attitude queen out this bitch bye okay period like girl exactly like girl you think i'm your damn property i'm not your damn sex slave bitch i'm not just some i'm not some damn pussy that you just buy at walmart Girl, get out no, for real though. I, and listen, and I remember uh, I was running with some bitches who used to just be robbing niggas. I'm just gonna be keep it very, very clear, okay? They were uh, sex workers that didn't feel like giving out pussy, so they was just robbing niggas straight up. So um, they would be doing it in like uh, non nonviolent ways, you know? They would just like pickpocket them, take them to the ATM machine, go ahead and like get their pin number, take out some extra money, blah blah blah. And I'll be honest, back in the day, I used to feel really bad. Like, why would you do that to him? You don't know him. He could be nice. What if he's a nice man? And I and I remember one day she was about to do the same thing and go to the ATM and get the and go ahead and get the money. And I'm just sitting in the car like, bitch, why am I doing this to myself? I'm gonna somebody of these niggas is gonna kill us one day if we keep up <laughs> if she keeps this <laughs> shit up and I haven't done nothing. I'm just in the car. 
And I remember she said, this guy is super persistent to the point where it's creepy. I was going to take something from him, but he seems scary. So I'm just going to leave it alone. When I say this man followed us from club to club, she finally got smart and turned around and she's like, you know what? Yes, I will go back to the hotel for you, the hotel with you. Let's just go to the gas station first and have you buy me some cigarettes. She literally went in. She literally told him to go. uh, She literally went in with him. Went ahead and bought the pack of cigarettes, hopped back in the car, and instead of going on five ninety five, we zipped on ninety on ninety five. And when I say it was a it was a car chase. Wow. Just putting it out there. <laughs> I take my husband out all the time. We go out. He take me out. I take him out. We go on dates. He that he pay for. I go on dates that uh, we go on dates that I pay for. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, I take him out all the time. I'm one of those bitches, though. Yeah. I want to show my nigga off. Queen out this bitch. Bye. Bro. And I feel like there's a lot of women like that. There's a lot of women that just want to be like, oh, I'm going to dress you up real nice. There's a lot of women who just want a nice little Ken doll at home. There's a lot of women that don't even want the nigga to work. Just go ahead and cook and clean and I'll bring home the money. There's a lot of different people out here. But... I feel like because men have pigeonholed us in, um, especially black women and black femmes into one space where you're a gold digger. Now, if they're ever dating somebody who is um, ambiguous or Hispanic or white, they're not gold diggers, even though they're doing the same exact thing. But when you are black and you are trying to get something for nothing in their eyes, child. When I say I had to stop running with that girl because I was like, listen, we've only gone to the club three times and I feel like I've almost lost my life every every time. Um, you, these men are insane. A they lot of scared. black men feel emasculated when, if you're a woman and you want to pay for your man's, they, they, they probably ain't going to let you, speaking from black men, they ain't going to let you do it because they feel emasculated and how dare you become too independent and that means that you're possibly making more money than me and they ain't going to have that. They don't like that. They want to make sure that you're making less of them for some stupid hotel ass reason. So, girl, <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> Just jumped in the room. All I really wanted to say was, yeah, if you um, if you initiate like you know, hey, let's go to dinner. Yeah, you're paying. If, if, if you say something about yeah, you know making the invite or you know no, no, making a suggestion of be like yeah let's go to dinner or whatever yeah or going anywhere yeah you're paying you're paying i i've always thought that was the most equal thing yeah. in the world to do like if because i actually do ask men out it's been hard but i do ask men out and when i do i have no problem paying for the movie paying for the food paying for the dinner like i asked you out because i have the money to do so so when men go ahead and go back and forth on this shit and just like well why can't it be 50 50 why are women afraid of 50 50 because it's first of all it's not actually 50 50. Just don't put that out there because you can't go ahead and pay me for the time that I took to get ready for this date. Them lashes, you do not know how much they cost. The makeup that I got from Fenty that I have on, the, 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 <laughs> listen, you, you can't pay me for all of this. I went ahead and mm. I paid hundreds of dollars just to be here and look the way that I fucking look. So your little $40 on your motherfucking plate, <laughs> bitch, you owe me money. Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, Look, I don't ask niggas out because these I really don't I don't ask niggas out. They they ask me out. Because again, I don't trust niggas. Um and that's just that on that. 
do you pay uh, when they ask you do you do you go ahead and pay when they ask you out or do you have issues with them paying when they ask you out how does it go or do you guys just split it do you guys just do it dutch they've always paid for me i'm not gonna pay for you ask me out you paying it should be especially because i was already you, the fact that I, you be glad that i'm with you now because i already told i usually tell them i'm usually a, i'm a hard to get person because again like girl i want to it's something about that effort that turns me on. And two, again, I don't trust niggas. <laughs> they like so, to be chased. I already told them the first time that it's like it's given no because I don't <laughs> trust it. So, but so you then drag me out this damn bed where I feel the most comfortable. So yeah, you paying because I value my time. And just right. in case you waste my, t- and just in case you aren't another fuck nigga and you waste my time, I won't feel too bad because you pay for all this shit. It, it, exactly. Exactly. So that's just that on that. Good morning. Shout out to the panel, Aaron and Sid. I've never really been in this show before, but Aaron, you were such a cool cat on the It's Views from the Arch interview with Officer Real Talk. Just finished listening to it yesterday on YouTube. It was pretty lengthy, and I uh, wanted to say that I felt like we were getting to know you, and I just wanted to say I wanted to come in this room and recognize that you were fucking awesome on that interview, and I learned a lot. Shout out to you, sir. Shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't help it. Let's see. Who else? Before we get out of here. And let me tell y'all another story. Another little story. So it was this dude. He was a baller. Like when I say had money, had the house, had everything, right? So he asked me out on a date. I'm 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 okay with it because you know he's fine and shit. You know I go on the day I help. Um, I can stop and go on the date or whatever. What I'm doing and go on the date or whatever. So he take me on a date. We go to a restaurant. We go to the movies. We go to all of that. Nigga spent about four, about four fifty on me <clears throat> on flowers and all that shit. Tried to impress or whatever. So at the end of the night, the nigga like, you going back to my hotel room? I mean, no, you going back to my um house with me or whatever? I'm like, no. And he like, uh, but I spent five, almost $500 on you. These niggas is really like that. Like there's some mm-hmm. niggas that if they spend a certain amount of money, you, you're automatically. You're automatically um, supposed to be giving them pussy like over. And I don't even know what the dollar amount is in their head because it could be anywhere from $47 to $500. I don't know what the dollar amount is, but there's a dollar amount in their brains. They're like, yo, so I get pussy for this or at least some head. Come on, give me a Girl, hand. It could be $10. It could be free. It's, it's, it's so true. It's so true. I showed you a good time, bitch. <laughs> like, well, what that <laughs> mouth do? Sir. You're oh automatically God. inclined to go to their their house or their hotel mm-hmm. room with them. And just because they spent a certain amount of money, they have to, you have to give up pussy. No, I'm not giving up shit. I don't give a fuck how much you, you, you spent on this day, bitch. That is not what it is. I am not a prostitute, honey. This was a date, not a, not a, not a, uh, agreement or an arrangement, bitch. Fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> amen okay now we do gotta go ahead and get the the fuck out of here 
I just want to wish everybody an amazing Friday. Listen, do whatever the fuck you want to do on the weekend. If there's an orgy you need to get to, make sure you get everybody tested and hop on faces. Whatever the fuck you want to do this weekend, I need you to do it, okay? If you need to go ahead and put something beautiful on the altar, or you want to ride some dick, or you want to eat some good-ass pussy, do what you want to do this weekend, because Monday, the white man coming. I love y'all. <laughs> Period. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of faces, I'm about to go sit on someone's face in a few minutes. So <laughs> there's that. Thank you everyone yeah. for tuning in. Uh, for all of our listeners tuning in to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Earth is Ghetto podcast is a Black queer podcast. We're a safe space for Black LGBT people and shit like that. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. You can follow our Earth is Ghetto podcast Instagram page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. Same for our TikTok as well. All right, niggas and friends, we will see you hoes next Friday. Oh, and you can listen to all of our shit on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Audible as well. Absolutely. Remember, being queer is African, and peace. Bye.